from JMI Wealth, Andrew Kelleher. Good morning. Very good morning, Mike. Building consents update. We're um, not building like we used to. No, well, we're not consenting to build like we used to. So, yeah, good old building consents released yesterday and the number of consents uh, issued fell in August and that continues the the recent downward trend that we've seen. So just over 42,000 new homes consented for the 12 months to the end of August. And, and to give you a feel for the relative amount, that's 17% fewer than consented in the 12 months to August 2022, so quite a significant fall. Um, the peak in consents in that measure for the 12-month measure, that was May 22 when over 50,000 homes were consented. Now, sort of looking at it in context, though, the total number of consents is still at reasonably, uh, historically very high levels. It's still higher than in the 12-month period prior to, to 2021, but the breakdown, Mike, the breakdown is more revealing. Standalone houses, and I don't know, I'm probably showing my age here, I tend to, I tend to associate a standalone house with a home, but that's not necessarily the case these days. Standalone consents are now at 17,000 for the 12 month. That's 25% lower compared to last year and at the same level they were at in 2014, so nine years ago, multi-unit developments are really supporting the industry and supporting this number, and to a degree changing the way a lot of us are living, actually, isn't it? So those consents stand at 25,000, significantly higher than standalone houses. They've also been slower to roll over, but they are definitely rolling over now. Just quickly, regionally, Auckland's down 16%, Waikato was notable down 22%. Uh, looking at the monthly numbers, Mike, and this gives you an idea of momentum, August consents are 30% lower to what we saw last August. And uh, look, I know we're seeing some green shoots and some stabilisation in the residential property market, but these consent numbers suggest that there will be a downturn in building activity at some stage over the coming year. We know there's a pipeline of work that's there, but it will diminish. Uh, value of non-residential work, though, consented, that's looking far more robust. It's up 8.3% year on year, uh, just sitting at a value of just a smidgen under $10 billion. Okay, and then we come to manufacturing. Uh, what are we seeing around the world? Yeah, so I just want to broaden the lens out here, but might sort of look global. So this week around the world, we've got the release of these PMIs, these Purchasing Manager Indexes, and, uh, and all around the world, and in this case for manufacturing. Now, New Zealand uh, Purchasing Manager Index for Manufacturing has really been echoing what's happening around the world. So Australia and Japan numbers released yesterday. I thought this was an interesting insight in the global economic environment. Japan, uh, S&P Global Market Intelligence commented on this survey that it highlights a sustained downturn in manufacturing sector performance at the end of the third quarter. 48.5 was the number, well under 50, fell from 49.6 in August, the steepest deterioration in the sector since February. So business conditions in Japan and manufacturing at least deteriorating at a stronger pace. Australia, a bit closer to home, also weak, suggesting a marginally, a marginally more gradual slowdown in activity, 48.7, also down from just under 50 in August, but it does represent the seventh monthly decline in manufacturing operating conditions. Uh, Judo Bank, who sponsored that index, comment that the underlying trend is consistent with a cyclical slowdown in global manufacturing activity, so definitely slowing around the How world. How are we handling the uh, non-shutdown? Oh, the US share market is low. We thought that might be a bit of reprieve for the US share market, but it's not. But most importantly, Mike, you are seeing continued capitulation in interest rate markets. So US Treasury markets spiked quite a bit higher. Now, these are really longer term rates. It doesn't really affect us. The person that does, or the, the, the body that it does affect, Mike, is the New Zealand government, because we are now pushing the funding cost for longer rates higher and higher.
All right, mate, what are the numbers? Dow Jones is just, uh, it's about 200 points lower, 33,309, that's about a 0.6% fall. Uh, the S&P 500 down about half a percent, 4265 is the, is the mark there at the moment, but the Nasdaq just hanging in there. It's still up 14 points, 13,233. Overnight, the uh, FTSE 100 lost 1.28%, 7510. The Nikkei lost 0.3%, closing at 31759. The Shanghai Composite was up 3. Australasian markets were lower yesterday. Uh, the ASX 200 lost 0.22%, 7033 to close. And the NZX 50 lost 0.47%. 53 points lower, 11,243. Kiwi dollar is a little bit lower, 0.5946 against the US, 0.9342 Aussie, 0.5667 against the Euro, 0.4909 pounds, 89.08 Japanese yen. Gold, uh, $1,832. And Brent crew, this is the only bit of good news I have for you this morning. It's actually it's off. 91 bucks. We'll take it. Have a good one. 91 we'll bucks. I like it. Andrew Kelleher, jmiwealth.co.nz.